today we are here to actually uh, give a presentation uh, specifically that looks at the adjusted budget uh, and the implications of the adjustment in terms of our service delivery. So there are four key areas that we will be covering in the presentation, uh, specifically how the uh, adjustment will actually have an impact on the department's ability to deliver on its mandate, uh, our COVID-19 interventions that have been made by the department uh, for continued service delivery and the associated costs, and just a summary of the financial performance as at the end of the fourth quarter, uh, and then the fourth quarter non-financial performance, uh, or really just the overall performance on our strategic objectives for the fourth quarter in our APP. If I could then move to the next slide, please. So our purpose of today is for us to then present to the Standing Committee on Appropriation uh, the impact of the budget, the adjusted budget, the COVID-19 interventions and our financial performance for the fourth quarter. If we could move to the next slide, please. So perhaps by just starting out uh, and saying that the department has indeed revised this 2020-21 uh, annual performance plan to make provision for COVID-19. Uh, and to actually ensure that we then have a response to it and the adjusted budget. The department has also responded to government strategy on gender-based violence. And the slides below would also provide for us a summary of the indicators that would then respond to COVID-19 targeted in supporting municipalities. And then just looking overall at our program of the fourth quarter, and what our performance was generally from a financial and also from an APP perspective. We will provide you with some highlights. If you could then move to the next slide, please. Okay, so due to the number of indicators that had to be added while we uh, still were also in continuation with our, our initial projects, we've also had to review some of our indicators and we've had to also then co-sign those back to our operational plan. If you could move to the next slide, please. So some of the indicators that specifically then relate to the COVID-19 interventions to municipalities are um, as follows. Um, under program one, uh, there are two indicators. That is indicator 1.6 and 1.7 where indicator six actually looks at automation of four of our business processes. And then indicator 1.7 actually looks at 100% spend on the COVID-19 business continuity plan. And the rationale for those two and then uh, inclusions is that we want to ensure that we do have business continuity in our ICT operations and also that we are able to then provide for all COVID needs or requirements such as PPE during the lockdown, but also, for example, ensuring that we enhance our ICT specifically around Microsoft and MST. Under program two, we had to look at our economic recovery plan and we've had to look at ensuring that we implement this economic recovery plan in the 52 district sites. And the reason for this is simply that we've had to respond to the local economic crisis now 
and we're also looking at that post-COVID. Then under Program 3, we've three indicated the 3.3 uh, here to do with our funding model for local government. We need to ensure that we uh, develop this and ensure that it's also approved. So it's all to do with rethinking or reimagining our municipal finance and really just working with national treasury to stabilize the municipal finances and also so minimizing the impact of COVID. Under uh, indicator uh, 2.4, uh, we've also had to look at uh, drafting of our district and eight metro one plans specifically to ensure that we cover emerging priority areas for government and the rationale for this is that we want to also further support our response to COVID-19. And then just indicator or program four, uh, indicator 4.1, where we're saying 10 municipalities will be made a priority for disaster areas so that we can support and prevent and just prepare and mitigate any disaster risks that may arise. And we believe that this indicator remains relevant with an emphasis on COVID-19. Under program five, there are two indicators here. Uh, the first one is the percentage spend on MEG, uh, specifically looking at sanitization and urgent repairs and maintenance of our water and sanitation infrastructure. And here we're saying we want to actually then manage the allocation, monitor the expenditure against MEG, especially those allocations that are in response to COVID. Under Five point, indicator 5.3, this is on COVID. Uh, we needed to ensure that 25,000 jobs five, are then recreated yeah, through labor intensive infrastructure here. maintenance uh, the in the municipalities. And on this item, we are actually uh, responding to the President's Employment Initiative of reducing unemployment. Of our water and and within our operation plan, here we've also then linked that back to our community works programs. Participants will be trained on COVID related initiatives. And in this one, the Rationale is that we also need to ensure continuity in providing work opportunities while fighting the spread of COVID. And I will be telling you more about that in a later slide. We can move to the next slide. And on this item, we are actually. So the uh, allocations that we then uh, provided in terms of the disaster relief grant for 2019-2020 are as follows. Throughout uh, all the provinces uh, in Eastern Cape, as you can see, that the amount allocated was 44 million uh, 551,000, and our expenditure uh, to date uh, was then 3.1 million. Uh, for the free states, the amount allocated was 12 million. Uh, the amount that has been spent is 6.6. .6. For Gauteng, 115 million. And so far, the allocation has been exhausted. In KZN, 138 million, it's also been uh, fully spent. In Limpopo, 42 million, also fully spent. In Pumalanga, 33 million. Uh, the province is finalizing the implementation interventions. In the Northern Cape, uh, 6 million was allocated uh, with the spend of 1 million uh, to date, and the implementation is still underway. Northwest 18 million, and the allocation has been exhausted. And the Western Cape uh, 53.2 million, uh, and the expenditure sitting at 7 million. 
So in all in all, uh, from the actual allocation for 2019-2020, the expenditure has been at 367.5 million. If we can then uh, move to the next slide, please. Uh, and maybe just to say, in these are all uh, transfers of funds that have actually been done to the province at the end of March and beginning of April 2020. Just with regards to the drought uh, and the allocation to the agricultural sector, uh, we've also um, uh, transferred 138 million in total. And as you can see, what it was actually provisioned for under each of the provinces. So I will just use one example where Eastern Cape, we were looking at borehole development and fodder production. Uh, and I think the important thing to note here is that the funding does come from our PDRG and uh, DCOG then transfers this funding to provinces and these transfers took place on the 6th of July. If we could move to the next slide, please. On the municipal disaster relief grant, you, we, you can also see the allocations um, for municipalities in respect of provinces. We're sitting at 150 million and the expenditure, expenditure to date is sitting at 8.4 million. So DCOG then had transferred the funds to municipalities on the 8th of May and implementation is underway. Uh, and reports have been received from four provinces today, which is Gauteng, KZN, KZN Northwest and Western Cape. And engagements are still underway with respect to provinces on reporting and accounting for the, these allocations. If we could then move to the next slide. This is to do with some initiatives that we've undertaken as a department uh, to support municipalities. So where there's been poor implementation of post-audit action plans, our mitigating measures is that we have worked quite closely with National Treasury, uh, who at this particular point um, are actually uh, championing the MFMA with some coordinators within uh, the provinces. And we've included in here uh, the provincial treasuries, SALGA, the department ourselves and the Auditor General. And we therefore have this forum that is there to actually discuss, uh, but these discussions are not limited to our municipal audit outcomes and the resolutions and actions are then cascaded to provinces and to the regional CFO forums, especially uh, those that have been convened for the municipal financial officials. The department also intends to roll out a project on data management to actually assist selected municipalities to also improve accuracy and completeness of their billing. And uh, what we also do as a department is that we monitor and support municipalities in the development of the implementation plans, post the audit uh, action plans in collaboration, in collaboration sorry, with provinces and national treasury. We can then move to the next slide. Another key issue raised is the financial health uh, deterioration and some mitigating measures here are the development of the funding model for local government uh, and the department has this in our APP for this year and really it's to address the financial challenges that the municipalities face in collaboration with the uh, National Treasury and SALGA and other role players as I mentioned earlier and uh, some of the things that we are looking at is the development of plans for installation of prepaid meters in municipalities, 
rolling out a campaign to actually address the culture of non-payment and to encourage consumers to pay for municipal services. Also, just to support plans, identified municipalities to municipalities, develop financial recovery plans, plans and then just also supporting municipalities to also reduce the unauthorized, irregular, and fruitless and wasteful expenditure, to support and just the coordination reconciliation of debts that is owed to municipalities by organs of state, and then just developing a single framework to guide and support capacity building in municipal revenue. The department uh, also also intense rollout of project and cost of supply study to assist selected municipalities to set cost reflective tariffs. And we are also uh, supporting some selected municipalities with the development of a simplified um, revenue plan uh, to assist them with uh, revenue collection and enhancement. Supporting some selected municipalities with the development of a simplified... Uh, and we are also supporting municipalities with the implementation of debt management and credit control policies and bylaws. We can move to the next slide, please. And some other key issues that have been raised are the aging infrastructure, which contributes to water and electricity distribution losses, and also the poor development and maintenance of infrastructure. Uh, due to poor planning, uh, weak project management and mismanagement of conditional grants, here we have our agent and also the poor development has been established. And um, we've actually, through MISA, deployed district technical support teams to further support struggling municipalities with a focus on building internal capacity to plan, deliver, operate, and maintain our infrastructure. If we move to our next slide. So there have been some key issues raised on delivery uh, of infrastructure and maintenance there too. So there's been a lack of infrastructure maintenance plans. So some of the mitigating so measures through MISA is that um, uh, uh, we've looked at water and sanitation infrastructure conditions. So we've done, sorry, uh, water and sanitation infrastructure condition so assessments. And we've also then looked at some operations and maintenance uh, plans for implementation in districts. And another key issue raised is planning on projects and big project management. And so MISA, through its technical support, Port plan uh, have then focused on the infrastructure management value chain and uh, MISA through IDNC operational plan also provides for the details of targeted uh, areas that we then support and MISA also um, seeks to assist in all stages of projects from project identification to project uh, close-out. Another key issue raised is high and poor management of distribution uh, losses. This uh, then looks at uh, measures for water conservation and then just our MISA's demand management plan have been developed for nine districts with an intention to provide strategies that lead to the reduction of non-revenue water and currently MISA is supporting municipalities with the implementation and the recommendations. If we can then move to the next slide please. Okay and then this is the final slide on initiatives that are undertaken uh, on some Key issues raised on delivery, infrastructure and maintenance, on poor quality of service in municipality and resulting protests, 
uh, our mitigating measure here is training and the IDMS support is provided at district level at the stage and IDMS covers uh, infrastructure long-term planning program and project management and also just operations and maintenance management. From a capacity building perspective, we've got uh, municipal infrastructure, uh, technical capacity building uh, and technical training courses for municipal officials, recognition of prior learnings also taken into account with the Young Graduates Program, which uh, is on the go at the moment, and then we also have the Municipal Capacity Building Plans and Apprenticeship uh, Program. Sorry, my no, my unmute button is coming on without me touching it. So my apologies. So then just moving along to sorry, my uh, the impact of the adjusted no, budget, budget on the department's ability to deliver on the mandate. Uh, and so just looking at the allocations per program, the voted appropriation uh, for the department was 96,233,988 rand. And uh, through the total adjustments appropriation, we uh, received an additional 10.9 billion. So our overall adjusted appropriation is sitting at 107,188,495 rands. So the 2021 special adjustment budget also includes amounts that have been suspended and added uh, to the department and the voted amount um, increased with a net amount of 10.9 billion. If we could then move to the next slide, please. On the special uh, uh, adjustment allocations per economic classification, uh, you will see that uh, our total um, voted appropriation was 96 uh, million, 96.2 million, uh, with some significant uh, uh, changes around uh, the unforeseeable and economic and financial events you will see that the total adjustment appropriation net effect specifically on our current payments was 28.474 million. How, even though uh, the overall uh, adjustment that we received was had a net effect of nine, sorry, 10.9 billion. Um, I think what's also then important uh, to really note is if you move to the next slide on the special adjustment allocations, is how that 28.8 million uh, is actually made up or that loss of income to the department for this year is that uh, in goods and services, we had a reduction in non-essential goods and services such as traveling, subsistence and catering, venues and facilities. So there was an amount that was then uh, repurposed uh, with the total um, amount less by 20 million. Uh, 
And then under municipal systems improvement grant, we've had a reduction in the number of capacity uh, projects in municipalities by 8.474 million. And if you also then look at all our other entities where we do transfers, you can see um, that we've uh, had some reductions uh, in that and therefore uh, coming to our total, sorry, I didn't mention that we had then received the local government equitable share of 11 uh, million and then our total um, um, special adjustment, the net effect on that being the 10.95 uh, billion. If we could then move to the next slide, please. Okay, so just with regards to repurposing for, for local government, the president had announced the funding of the 20 billion for municipalities to provide for emergency water supply, increased sanitation, uh, looking at public transport facilities and just providing food and shelter for the homeless. Of the 20.4 billion, 11 of that uh, was then transferred through the local government equitable share. The remaining 9.4 billion uh, was obtained uh, through repurposing of the existing division of revenue grants uh, as follows. So the municipal infrastructure grant, which is a, a direct conditional grant by 4.4 billion, the integrated urban development uh, which is also a direct conditional grant of 190 million. Urban Settlements Development, which is a direct conditional grant of 2.2 billion. The Public Transport Network, conditional grant at 1 billion. The Regional Bulk Infrastructure, uh, which is the conditional um, direct and indirect grants at 401 million and 409 million. And then the Water Services Infrastructure, which is a direct conditional grant of 689 million. So it's to be noted that the 20.4 billion available to municipalities has been provisioned through our existing budgets. Uh, this is not an increase in our budget, but rather a reallocation of funds from other government programs to provide for the municipal response and interventions as part of the overall government's response to COVID-19. If we could then move to the next slide. Uh, it's also then important for the committee uh, to note that under the employment stimulus package, the president had in April announced an economic recovery stimulus package of 500 billion. And out of the 500 billion, 100 billion was allocated for the job creation and retention. So during the special adjustment budgets, 19.6 billion of the 100 billion was made available in the 2021 financial year. And for the purposes of this uh, special adjustment budget, uh, an amount was then allocated of 554 million to the Department of Cooperative Governance. So to advance this, we are in the process of uh, at least the department, together with MISA, is putting together a project plan for the repairs, rehabilitation and maintenance of municipal infrastructure uh, with a focus or emphasis on roads, water and sanitation. But the idea here is that we want to ensure that we do create the 25,000 jobs. It is a tall order for us, but uh, we will do our best to make sure that we uh, deliver on this. And I think the other important point to note here 
is that this 554 million uh, will be confirmed in the September-October adjusted estimates um, budget. If we can then move to the next slide, please. So for the fourth quarter, what was our non-financial performance like? The department uh, of its 23 uh, targets uh, achieved 18 of those and five were not achieved. So this then comes to 78% achievement for the quarter and 22% not achieved. The five targets that were not achieved were mainly in uh, program two under the regional urban development, um, uh, um, sorry, legislative support area and under program six with the community works program. Uh, and then we've provided the, the rationale or the reasons for non-achievement in the following slides. So if we could move to the next slide, please. So the overall performance analysis, you can see how the department has performed quarter on quarter. In quarter one at 58, in quarter two at 67, quarter three at 68, and then in the last quarter, uh, 78. Our overall uh, performance for the year uh, still remains to be audited but we have a good idea uh, of where that performance outcome is. So what the slide also then just tells us is that um, once we've undergone the um, internal audit validation, we will then be in, in a position to, to actually then fully communicate the overall year's results. And the cumulative performance for the year will also be reported in our pre-audited annual report. Uh, which is, has been submitted on the 30th of June. If we can then move to the next slide, please. So the detailed performance program. So the first performance indicator just relates to the percentage impl implementation of the post-audit action plan to improve our audit outcomes. Uh, and on our OP target, uh, we had to make sure that we had 100% implementation for 2018-19 on the post-audit action plan to improve our audit outcomes by the 31st of March. So in this quarter, management uh, was able to provide the progress reports uh, and also management was able to provide the quarterly assurance uh, progress reports as uh, per the uh, post-audit action plans. So the, the outcomes of that performance has also been validated and we utilize our integrated management tool, which then tracks progress on, uh, on um, sorry, tracks progress on performance. And in this way, we also then table um, progress to our governance structures, particularly the audit committee. Uh, and our last um, presentation on on our performance outcome was at the audit committee that was held in um, January, February and March this year. If we can then move to the next. On program two, uh, the performance indicator was to support programs that were implemented uh, in selected cities, sorry, intermediate cities. The target here was to support um, a program that would be implemented in the four identified inter intermediate cities. The progress on the implementation uh, of the four uh, support plans was approved by the Director General 
and the, the progress reports um, have thus indicated an achievement. Uh, if we can then move to the next slide, please. Under the performance indicator for local government township economic development uh, programs, uh, here our draft integrated township economic development program was developed by the 31st of March. So we've achieved, we achieved in the third quarter. However, in the fourth quarter, we were due to have consulted with the relevant stakeholders on the program, but this uh, was not done or was not undertaken and therefore we've not achieved on, on this one. So we've, the planned action here is to make sure that um, we then start our bid adjudication process uh, timelessly and just so that we are able to then um, appoint the service provider and then ensure that we do finalize the ITED program uh, by making sure that we also engage all the relevant stakeholders. If you could go to the next slide, please. Okay, on this performance indicator, we needed to look at the integrated planning and coordination, coordinating the model for the 44 district uh, municipalities and eight metro metros. Uh, our integrated planning model um, for these under the sorry under this target, uh, all all of this was approved by the minister by the 31st, and in quarter four, we were able to actually achieve. Uh, in that the concept document, which contains all the details about the model, has also been approved. Uh, and we intend to, it was, sorry, it was also approved by Cabinet in August 2019. If we could move to the next slide, please. Just with regards to the uh, profiles of identified districts and metros being finalized, uh, by the 31st of March, we had not achieved this target. Uh, we're supposed to have had all profiles ready for our 44 districts and our eight metros. Uh, so we have since corrected that. Um, so a summary report on all the critical issues that emanate from the district and metros uh, has been compiled and uh, we are now completed with this, but obviously it was not met in the time that it needed to be met. If we could then move to our next slide, under performance indica indicator 8A, uh, sorry, under performance indicator 8, the, we were due to have a municipal specific re revenue um, implement, implemented in selected municipalities to increase rev our revenue base and the revenue collections and payments of creditors. Under this target, yes, we achieved in, in quarter four in that we uh, had municipal specific revenue plans implemented in 35 of the municipalities. Um, if you, you look at then the performance indicator number nine, we were due to ensure that we had 71 municipalities assessed in terms of their compliance with the rating aspects of the MPRA and the outcomes of the assessment findings and recommendations. So we've achieved this in that we have um, uh, issued uh, letters and letters have been signed uh, at the time by our acting DDG, DDG and we've communicated the outcomes of the assessments to the 71 municipalities in February. If we can move to the next 
slide, please. Okay, under performance indicator 10, there were a number of municipalities that needed to have supported um, the ward committees. Uh, so 113 municipalities, including the three uh, DDM, District Development Model Pilot Sites, uh, should have supported the functional ward committees. So in quarter four, uh, the target was 29 municipalities and we've achieved that. Under the uh, performance indicator 11, we were due to have trained local government anti-corruption strategy rolled out in two districts, uh, and this was achieved. Uh, a training, training on anti-corruption strategy was rolled out to Ugu and to Etegwini. If we can then move to the next slide, please. Okay, the performance indicator 12 relates to the municipal systems uh, bill that needed to be introduced to Parliament. Uh, so we've achieved that in that um, Parliament uh, has supported the bill um, and we've had all the stakeholder engagements that were required to have been held specifically through local government, that's through SALGA and organised labour. We can then move to the next slide, please. Performance indicator number 13. On this, we were due to have looked at two integrated advocacy and awareness programs needed to have been successfully um, implemented with in, in partnership with municipalities to actually uh, promote and advance the disaster risk reduction. Okay, we've achieved this in that we have had two integrated advocacy and awareness programs being run specifically in Capricorn District. Uh, and uh, we've also had a second awareness program at Waterberg and also Modimole Mokopong, uh, uh, where a session was held with the ward committees then. If we could then move on to the next, next slide, please. Okay, on performance indicator 14, We've had a number of district management uh, guidelines, two priority guidelines needed to be approved. Uh, and this was then achieved, uh, sorry, in relation to the disaster management priority guidelines. And two of these have been prioritized. Uh, with regards to indicator number 15, uh, we needed to ensure that uh, capacity assessment on the capacity to implement the national fire safety and prevention strategy uh, was actually conducted and that capacity assessment was done specifically in Kandla and Umtlabuya Lingana. Uh, if we can then move to the next slide. Uh, performance indicator 16, uh, we needed to ensure that uh, 183 municipalities supported our mixed spending for infrastructure development and this was indeed achieved. We could move on to the next slide, please. On indicator 17, we needed to ensure that um, we had created uh, 247,000 work opportunities through our CWP uh, participants, uh, and this uh, indeed was achieved in the fourth quarter. And then we also needed to make sure that uh, 8,250 CWP participants were trained 
um, and we actually overachieved on that. We've trained 16,621 uh, participants. If we could then move on to the next slide, please. Okay, on indicator number 19, we needed to have a number of partnerships established. Uh, and the partnership that we did establish by end of March was with the Department of Agriculture and, and Rural Development in KZN to actually support our agrarian revolution uh, project. The indicator that was not achieved was the remodeling um, or revising our operating model for CWP. Uh, we were due to have conducted a feasibility study for the establishment of the CWP. Um, and this part we did with the presentation. However, the actual formal revised model uh, was not done. And we've carried that over now into this financial year. If we go then move to the next slide. It, we therefore recommend that the Standing Committee on Appropriation actually notes uh, the department's presentation um, as per the committee's request. And I thought I'd like to just thank uh, the chairperson and the committee members for listening to my presentation. Thank you, Chair. Thank, thank, thank you, Deepu. Thank you, Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, not much, but just to say that uh, we're living in a very difficult environment, as the presentation indicated. But the number of municipalities are going to be running short of uh, money on the basis that the revenue is estimated, uh, particularly revenue collections, uh, it's going to be less because the more the people get unemployed, and the more the municipality uh, will suffer in terms of uh, payments of services. So then people will then tend also to substitute whatever is their immediate need and then, and then not pay municipalities. And and as I think you've seen some few articles uh, last month, Johannesburg, routing municipalities are already short of 5 billion rents. And uh, in the Northwest, Rustenburg is already has a deficit of 1.2 billion rent, simply because the revenue is no longer coming forth because of the people, uh, the COVID that has, is, 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 is having an impact on jobs, but also on the increased unemployment. So this is what the department could really do in terms of uh, trying to then begin to look at what is it that we can do to still continue ensuring that service delivery is happening and uh, but uh, in particular the water aspects of it uh, working with the department of water but obviously with municipalities going to go through its own challenges post-covid now and also post-covid will be having a very difficult environment financially and and, and so forth chair also as as you'll be opening up for questions and comments uh, from your Honourable members, I am part of the people who are summoned to be in Parliament uh, for the three-line whip. So I will at 10 to or 10 o'clock, I will then have to be excused to go and join Parliament. But otherwise, the team will be remaining and they'll be able to deal with all questions and and, uh, and, and, and the answers that they will then be providing. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Chair
Thank you, thank you, um, uh, Honorable DM. Uh, thank you, DG. But but before you 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 leave DM, there's just one question which I would like you to deal with. <clears throat> Is the question of the financial position and uh, uh, the state of of audit when it comes to uh, municipalities. What is the real intervention of, of, of the department? Because this is a, a perennial problem. Year in, year out, that's what we, we deal with. It even becomes difficult for us uh, to try and uh, lobby for the funds for local government because what you get is that local government can't account for it, for the money that uh, the people of South Africa go to. So I see there are a lot of interventions. What exactly is, is, is happening on that one? Can, 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 can we hear you, please? I had I had a rider question on that. Can I also put it on? Okay, make it quick on Lenzana. Thanks, 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 Chaperson. On top of what uh, Chaperson you have already asked, my question also would, was was this one. If DM can also brief us about those municipalities which literally refused to be audited to the extent that there has to be SAPS pulled in. What happened to that? What what also happened to, to the question of now, the challenge that we are saying uh, the Auditor General should have a specific function of auditing the COVID-19 activities. <laughs> Is there money set aside by the Department of Assistance that Thanks, Chairperson. Okay, thank, thank you. Any other person with a question that he or she will die if uh, the deputy minister leaves without tending to it. <laughs> okay, DM, uh, 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 please uh, help help us. Thank you. No, no one will die after I leave. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me start with the the last question and then and then deal with your other one. And obviously the details and the information will then be provided by the team that is uh, accompanied uh, and led by the, uh, the DJ Avril Williams. Firstly is that the local government is a mandate that uh, it's between national and the provinces. And we have uh, the, 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 the inter-government relations act that is now providing us to ensure that we, we work seamlessly with the provincial cocktails to ensure that municipalities adhere to their norms and then the legislation that is provided for. And and then when we introduce the back to basics, I think you, you, you remember that particular program. Uh, one of the elements in the five key issues was the financial sustainability of the municipalities, but then the loopholes that are there was the question of who are the people that are employed in those supply chain management, in the finance uh, areas of the municipalities. And we found a lot, unfortunately, of, of, of where the fault lines are. One, you will then get people who are not competent to being employed uh, in those particular divisions. And, uh, and a person uh, who is not even a financial, no financial skills at all. Uh, yes, they are educated. There might be former teachers, some of them, but history and not related to finance. And, and then you find therefore that the fourth line therefore is the people that are employed really to look after the person, the public person of the municipalities. That's one fourth line that uh, we, we had discovered. And we then said in the back to basics 
all municipalities must do the skills audit and ensure therefore that they rectify the fault lines that are there and ensure therefore that competent people are employed for their right positions within the municipality space so that we could then close the gap uh, of uh, incompetent people being employed in those areas. It takes time, some are responding, obviously not all, and you find therefore that there's that particular situation. Secondly, uh, I think the minister did say to one of the portfolio committees, if not of COCTA, and I repeat, that you re then realize also also the politics you know, coming in into the administrative space. And then he always, she always gives an example of omelette. And if you cook an omelette, it's a mixture of administration and politics just in one pot, and you can't separate the yellow and then the white. And, and therefore then, therefore, in our attempt to then resolve and ensure that municipalities uh, get out of the audit queries and the number of the audit queries that are there. We just have to make sure, therefore, that we no longer do a scrambled egg and we don't longer do an omelette. We do just a fried egg where the yellow, which is the administration, must then be independent, professional, and focus on its core uh, mandate. And then the politics being the white area, which is on the outside, making sure that they then deal with the politics, but then they don't interfere a lot in terms of the laws that are in place. And therefore, the entire exchange of the politics and the, and the administration, that is why you find that even the MM becomes casualties uh, in the political infightings that you will find across uh, the political parties that are representing uh, the people in those municipalities. And therefore, those are the issues that uh, then there is beyond government. We just have to appeal to all political parties that once you win the mandate of the people to serve in any institution of state. All of us must therefore work to serve the interests of the people and, and, and therefore make sure therefore that that area of competence and the professionalization of the, 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 the work in the municipality space uh, is there. We are also amending uh, uh, through parliament currently the municipal infrastructure, the municipal systems act, which is also beginning now to begin to look at the professionalization of the the work ethic and the work environment in the municipality space as an part one of those particular uh, attempts. And then when auditor general then goes into that environment, because these people they know that they've not been doing their work well, the invoices are not anywhere to be found. They then either close the auditor general not to come in and then oh they just fall sick and then they disappear and then the auditor general will go into that environment and find no one who is there to account and that has been the habit and i think it was quite dominant in quite and and but a few other municipalities we are engaging with the mayors we're engaging with the in the in the main in the mayor's forum that we really ought to give leadership now be involved, not in the interference, but in ensuring that you as a leader and the champion and the face of that particular municipality must make sure therefore that all the wrongs that are happening in that municipalities, we need to fix them together with the cocktails uh, in the provinces and, and, and ourselves. But I think I'll let the team then give quite a number of good examples that uh, they were able to intervene at and then where obviously we still have challenges we are engaging on those particular challenges. Thank you, Chairperson. Okay, thank, thank, thank you so much, uh, DM. We'll, we'll definitely be following up on these things because
Um, I don't know whether the municipalities realize, uh, realize this, that it's so difficult for anybody, an investor, whoever, to go to a municipality where there's no accountability. It's difficult for, 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 for government to, uh, <clears throat> to take money to a municipality where you know that there's going to be no financial accountability for whatever reason. I think we need to, 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 to stress that because they come to, uh, to, to the committee, for instance, with, with, with Salga, and there's one problem that they always complain about, that there's, uh, the, the local government uh, equity share is not sufficient. But the big question when you go to the Minister of Finance, uh, uh, say, but uh, they can't even account for what we've we, 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 we given them. So it's, it's more like uh, uh, shooting themselves on the, on the foot by not being able to properly account for these finances. And it's something that at DM, we think really should be attended to as a matter of agents, so that at least we can account to the people of South Africa to say the money that was was, was appropriated and allocated to uh, two municipalities has been properly used and has been used for what it was supposed to. But thank, thank, thank you very much. I can, I, I can assure you DM, that we are going to still to uh, invite you and 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 the minister and your whole bench to come back and interact with ourselves, as you always say, local government is at 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 the face of 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 service delivery. But thank you, thank you very much. We'll continue with uh, the, the 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 director general and her team. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much, Chairperson, and thanks to the honourable members. Thank you. Thank you, honourable honourable members. Can I? Get indications as to who would like to interact with the with the presentation by the director general. You know, you shout. Please shout at me. Chair, it's Honourable Sarupen. Uh, Sarupen. Matapa. Matapa. Aiso. Mlenzana. After Aiso. Aiso. I see you, Peters. Yes. Yes. Who else? Dennis Joseph. Morning, Chair. Okay. Joseph. Dejale. Any other person? No, that, that's it. Uh, here, here is the, here is the, the list, uh, honorable members. You, you do have four minutes. Um, uh, Honorable Sarupen, Honorable Matafa, Honorable Kaiso, Honorable Lenzana, Honorable Josephs, Honorable Tehale, Honorable Peters. Okay, we have got four minutes. Uh, I'm putting my stopwatch on. Uh, and Honorable Sarupen, please start. Thank you very much, Chair. Chair, I will hone in on just one aspect of, of this, and that is around municipal debt to ESCOM and how the uh, department sees that being managed, how it's been managed of late, um, especially over the last while, and more significantly, how in the COVID era, municipalities are going to be able to keep up their ESCOM payments with reduced revenue, and what steps are being taken to ensure that um, revenue collection is supported and that um, municipalities rebudget to ensure that they can pay ESCOM, because that ESCOM debt is not sorted, it's a, it's a threat to the entire country. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Chair. Now, uh, let me start first by welcoming the presentation. 
I think it's very informative and uh, also to pass our appreciation for the attendance from the DM and the DG and uh, Tim Cocter. Uh, Chair, mine is just to say that uh, why I'm saying the presentation is very informative is that it responded to my questions around distribution losses, capacity building, and service delivery protests. However, there are cuts that are being made uh, on the issue of infrastructure maintenance. It's one of the issues that I was interested in. So my interest would know how will the reduction in the MIG grant affect the development of uh, new infrastructure, particularly addressing those particular infrastructure that has been uh, dilapidated. The second one, Chair, is on the issue of uh, the poor post-audit action plan implementation. The audit outcomes of late indicate that indeed it is poor implementation, but also it affects negatively to service delivery interventions. Now, the presentation speaks about escalation to CFO's forum, as well as uh, at the provincial government level. Now, my question there is that after this escalation has been done, what then? Does the process end here? Or will COCTA and National Treasury still be able to play a role? Because my view is that if there is further interaction after it has been escalated, early warning signs can be picked up to identify municipality X that even with this intervention and action plans, they might still default and action and efforts can be made before the final uh, outcomes of audit are actually uh, released. So my question is what happens after those particular uh, escalations have been, has been done? But for now, Chair, I'm, I'm quite pleased with the presentation. That is where I wanted to uh, rise on. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Matafa. Honorable Kaiso. Thank you very much, uh, Chair. And let me also thank uh, for the presentation made by COCTA. Uh, and also commend the work that COCTA has done during this difficult time of the mm. uh, pandemic uh, 19. Uh, and we're Leadership has been provided. We want to commend uh, COCTA for doing that. Uh, yeah. uh, the COCTA should take note of that uh, as a committee. That's what we commend. <clears throat> Secondly, we want to appreciate also the this initiative and the progress that has been made uh, before us, especially with regard to support of the municipalities and also to deal with the a deteriorating uh, audit outcome and with the establishment of the MF, uh, MFMA uh, coordinators forum to assist and provide support to municipalities as well as lastly the the issue on uh, MISA uh, to deal with the issue of the aging infrastructure in the country uh, I mean post 1994 with uh, some we have inherited for over 50 years, uh, so, but where I want to come to here, uh, I just want to give an example of some of the things that one picks up in the province here in the Free State. I just want to know what is going to happen with the, you know, there is an area there uh, or district in, in, in Malutia, where there has been a, a, a problem of water. Uh, 
and that the department came in to intervene with the supply of uh, water trucks. But now one has learned that there is a threat to withdraw such uh, water trucks uh, during this difficult time uh, by water and sanitation department. I don't know what is going to happen about that because at a time when this crisis of water escalated already, we think that the Department of Cocta had deployed a, a national department deployed water and sanitation assisted with the deployment of water trucks before the pandemic, uh, uh, COVID-19 pandemic outbreak. But immediately after the COVID-19 pandemic outbreak, there was also additional deployment of uh, water tanks, uh, water trucks, which I want to believe may have not been a, a, a cost that was provided by COCTA. I don't know. I, I just want to know how COCTA is it going to deal with this problem uh, if it's not a problem. Now, the issue of the second issue that I want to go is the issue of the district development model. But looking at the presentation there is a talk of, you know, uh, uh, a study or a, a an approach which wants to structure community uh, uh, work program. But my look, uh, looking at this, uh, I want to know where does provinces future in this? Uh, because one would believe that then the district development model will feature very well in this, in as far as this uh, it is concerned. But now the setup is such that the provinces are pushed aside uh, from these developments. Why I'm saying this? Because I'm noting that even here in the province, uh, when it comes to impl implementation, <clears throat> there is a this thing that you'll find people coming from outside other provinces. Uh, uh, coming to effect implementation in the provinces. Instead, you would have expected that now in the in the presence of when we have a district development model, all these things shall have been embraced, uh, happening at the local level where the power is at the local level, where the local municipalities are nearer are now placing them far at the at other provinces. Now, it's a problem if other people come from other provinces and come and make procurement in, in, in other provinces. So it, it deals very uh, decisively with the economic local economic development. So how are you going to address this problem where now the local business are disempowered, and the issue of procurement of materials come from outside the other province. I just want to get uh, clarity that because I thought that all these things will then embrace the idea of district uh, uh, development uh, model. So now, because now this results in a situation where the province do not necessarily have uh, power in, 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 in taking uh, critical decisions. <clears throat> Now I don't. I just want to get, uh, know how, what is the difference uh, how, when you implemented or when expanded public works program were implemented. 
the province seemed to be, have been part of this and, 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 and decentralized. But when it comes to community works program, uh, that is centralized. I just want to know In your why time, is arrangement like that. Okay, thank you very much, Chair. Uh, okay. Let me finish your point. Uh, finish your point. Yes, uh, that was actually the the, the 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 point that I wanted to make because this would enhance a better uh, coordination and accountability to uh, to the local government. So thank you very much, Chair. Uh, with those few. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Honorable Kaiso. Honorable Lenzana. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Chairperson, let me also join uh, colleagues in welcoming the presentation and uh, particularly appreciating, Chairperson, uh, that aspect of uh, the performance analysis. I was impressed, Chairperson. If, but, but then if DG could... Uh, talk more on the on the impact assessment uh, if, if if they do have such a tool where where perhaps it's not only on paper that we would say this has been done to this percentage and all that is there a way of going down to to actually dig deeper into seeing what is it that has actually happened then, Chair, let me also talk more on the question that I asked from the, the, the DM, but now put the other way around for the DG. If the DG could talk more on the reduction of the Municipal Systems Improvement Grant, this grant basically, I believe, Chair, is meant for assisting these underperforming or struggling municipalities. Now, if then it is reduced, what do we then do? in terms of these municipalities which are underperforming in terms of the uh, Auditor General's uh, report. Then the last one, Chair, would be talking district development model, also put the other way around. My interest then would be wh why, why carry on with this uh, issue of picking one or two districts in the form of saying highlighting. Why not taking the advantage of COVID-19 to just roll out the district management model as a way of economic recovery and actually implementing, particularly to those areas where there would be local economic crisis as a result of COVID-19. Thanks, Chairperson. You would, you would take my extra minutes. I'm sure I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank, thank you for that. Uh, good, good morning, Ola. Thank you, um, Chairperson, and thank you to the DG for the uh, presentation. I, I just would like to say that um, uh, in the opening statement, there was, there was mention made of the department's uh, ability to deliver on its mandate. I would like to know how um, that mandate is assessed against the AG reports, because the essence of the AG reports speaks to financial accountability and taking municipalities forward to have better outcomes. Um, my question uh, on on a gender-based violence, I, I, I would like to know if if that is a new initiative 
or a new strategy uh, in the APP, a new program, as was mentioned, or or is it is it a continuation of a program? And what is the difference then if there is a new approach or new initiative to the gender-based violence? Because um, I'm not too familiar how it plays out in in local municipalities, the programs. Um, Chairperson, the water leaks, which is at another department, I would like to know what happened to that program in the municipalities. And I will refer to the maintenance program later. I'm just coupling that. Is it still going on? Even if it's water and sanitation, what is the municipality's progress at that stage? This program has started two years or three years ago. Because some of this program starts and then we hear nothing afterwards. And we don't know if it still exists and what is the progress. And then even on the food parcels, um, some municipalities gave uh, amounts, which is maybe four, five hundred, some up to one, five, one thousand five hundred. We saw some food in people pushing it away in wheelbarrows, while others have small parcels. So my 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 quest my my request or question is, if there's better guidance, we can serve more people with the money that we have for food parcels if we spread it more equally. I know in the rural areas it costs more but maybe just uh, as an opinion. Um, in the city of Cape Town, they advertise automated readings. While we are talking now about um, putting in prepaid meters to get money in advance. Now, automated readings I've seen overseas. You just walk in, down the street and the, the, the terminal automatically takes the meters. You don't even go into the houses. So my question is, what is the cost? What would the cost be? I'm not sure if the national is aware of the automated uh, tender that is out that I've seen in the paper. What is the cost between automated meter readings and, and the cost of installing prepaid meters? We, we need, uh, I'm not sure if the national is aware of that. Um, and, then, uh, and then also there's a slide on the support of credit management, the, the supporting the municipality for credit management. I must say the outcomes there is still very poor and I would like to know what, what, what is Prior to pro, uh, um, COVID-19, it was poor. So I, I just wanted to make that point, and I hope it will improve uh, after after COVID-19. And then the, the the lack of infrastructure, chairperson. Um, the in the Western Cape, where I was chairman of the committee of budget and finance, there was a 10% um, guidance that municipalities must spend 10% of their money on maintenance, which monthly reports had to come to the province from municipalities, and I'm not sure it's still the case, but the lack of maintenance is is, is is very important. And then the municipalities who don't pay their people, what is the situation, what is nationally happening, guidance there to make sure that workers get their pay on time, if there is money. Um, the 20 billion, I noted that the president's announcement was 20 billion, and then I see 11 billion is equitable share, and then 9 billion reprioritized. That brings me to the 20 billion, uh, if I understand it correctly, but there was always this question, was the initially 20 billion? And then my last point, Chairperson, slide 23, the 78% performance uh, is not good for me. Overall, it is not good. It is a lot of money unspent. It is a lot, a lot of programs um, not achieved. I see this year and there overachievement, but I must say the 78% performance is not good, and I think, in essence, we would like to have the reason. What is the main reason for us? Because uh, underperformance means service doesn't get to the people. The basic services of water, sanitation, and water 
um, refuge collection and ESCOM stories. That for me is the is the basis of 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 the of the mandate of the municipality amongst many other services. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honourable uh, Joseph. Honourable Tuchale. Thank you, Chairperson, and good morning to everybody. Thank my colleagues in welcoming the presentation. Thank you very much. I want to talk to the slide whereby the department is talking about COVID-19 allocation to the health provincial disaster relief grant. Uh, see that uh, on the, the, the first allocation. Robert, Hi, Chair. Switch off your video and that's so that you can see whether you can get a better sound. Just switch off your video. Let's, let's see what happens. Thank you very much. Yeah, okay. uh, is it fine now? Let's, let's, let's try. Let's try. We still get ten. Okay. Uh, I wanted to talk to this slide whereby the, 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 the department is talking about the COVID-19 allocation to the health sector provincial disaster relief grant. Uh, I see we have uh, a, a very important purpose of allocating this uh, money to different provinces. But then now, uh, when it comes to expenditure, it's not uh, the same. You check on the, the, for example, the Western Cape, whereby they were allocated a lot of money compared to all other provinces, but did not... Uh, they, they did not uh, spend what they were allocated for. But when you check on other provinces, for example, like Limpopo, what they allocated for, they managed to spend. So I want to check if ever uh, maybe the department has a remedy when it comes to this. Because if they, for example, the Western Cape are having this serious COVID-19 in their province, people are affected, many of them, and the money is not being used. Uh, is it possible that they can take this money and give it to the department, the provinces that manage to spend the, 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 the money as, as allocated? And these ones that are, are the implementation is underway, maybe they should uh, be assisted or, or be punished one way or the other so that tomorrow the money allocated to them should, should then work. The department and when it comes to the drought allocation to agriculture sector i see Popo is thinking of uh, having windmills i think this is a good idea because the windmills is not even uh, uh, going to need electricity uh, we've been using it long time ago when i was still very young and we never had a problem of water but then the problem was that we were fetching the water very far so if the windmill issue is, is going to be implemented, can I request that they make sure that uh, uh, this windmills at least goes nearer to the people? Chairperson, uh, many of my minutes, I'm going to allocate them to my lady comrade, Honorable Dipuo. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Honorable Tejale. Honorable Peters, you've got a generous donor. That is called sisterhood. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Honorable Dikale, for, for donating your, your, your time. But I also want to take uh, this opportunity to thank um, 
the deputy minister who has now left for parliament and um, the the DG and team for the informative presentation like Honorable D um, Matafa said. And I'm happy also, I think uh, Honorable Mlenzana has, uh, no, Honorable Joseph has raised it. Uh, thank you very much, DZ, for clarifying the 11 billion vis-a-vis uh, -vis the 20 billion rent issue, because Salga was at pains to explain to us that they have been shortchanged with 9 billion, which has been money that has been reprioritized. That being the case, I would want to find out from the DG. There is an indication that you speak about unspent conditional grants that were not approved for rollover, and municipalities failed to surrender the funds to national uh, 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 trash, uh, the, the national revenue fund. I would want to know which municipalities are these, which failed to surrender these conditional grants, but also. What is COPTA and National Treasury going to do with regard to making sure that there is consequences to the MMCs responsible for finance in those municipalities, the CFOs as well as the uh, 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 municipal managers? Because it is important that somebody be held responsible for this particular uh, 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 matter. The other thing, Chairperson, is there is an indication on the supplementary uh, uh, amounts for 2020-2021 that there's an amount of 135, I mean 138.5 million from the Provincial Disaster Relief Grant for provinces to purchase FODA as well as development, development and uh, rehabilitation of water infrastructure. How many provinces have been covered by this 138.5 million? I know that uh, uh, it does look probably like a, a lot, but for water rehabilitation and uh, I mean development and rehabilitation infrastructure, I think this is rather too little an amount. The other thing that I wanted to find out is what is the actual support that a cocktail is giving municipalities over and above the work that you say MISA is doing. I, I, I still would want to know because MISA has been in existence for, for a very long time and uh, municipalities have been failing to, to pay ESCOM for the electricity generated. And Honorable Joseph, I would support the, uh, um, the, 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 the pay as you go as opposed to that remote meter reading because it will still result in the inability to pay. So the automated meter reading vis-a-vis -vis the, 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 the pay-as-you-go, I would go for pay-as-you-go because people will then be buying electricity to the volumes that they will then be consuming. So I also would want to, 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 to know from the, okay, Honorable Mlezana has covered that one of the reduction in the municipal systems improvement grant and and how it will impact in supporting the, 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 the municipalities. The, I want to note, uh, are you seeing any benefit from the numerous training programs that SALGA as well as uh, uh, yourselves and other agencies, including 
a national treasury has been giving municipalities. Because year in, year out, we hear about the, the serious challenges with regards to audit outcomes. Are the municipal officials being trained in programs or skills that are relevant for the municipality? Or is there scholarships for people to study that which they want to study, irrespective of whether it has a contribution to, to the municipality? Jefferson, the, the, the other one, is related to the comprehensive redesign of the community works program. I, I, I think that is a commendable indication, but is the department reviewing the allowances as well? Because I would believe that it would have to deal with the allowances, but also the role of the service provider that is supervising the CD, I mean CWPs, as well as whether this the design is is going to allow for CWPs being supervised by the municipalities. But also, uh, we need to applaud some of the CWPs who have invested their time in doing vegetable gardens. And some of them have really gone out to clean the cemeteries. And I think that is an indication of CW, CWPs who go the extra mile despite the call that they have got a particular hours per week to work, but they have been able to lay vegetable gardens. And these vegetables have been dominated to soup kitchens and other areas where there is a need. But also, DG, between COCTA and DST, who is responsible for the homeless? Because there, there is some uh, uh, thin line, they fall through the cracks because you always find the homeless in the streets. The other thing is uh, Salga, I mean, COCTA's role in ensuring that municipalities and, and provinces as well as, uh, not municipalities, provinces as well as national departments and the, the entities and state-owned companies, them paying municipalities so that municipalities can then be able to pay a ESCOM and their water ports. The other thing is that this very automated meters or prepaid, is that system not implementable for government departments because government departments are not paying municipalities. Entities of the state are not paying municipalities. Equally so, the private sector in terms of last year's figures, there was an indication of plus minus about 24 billion rand or 30 billion rand that the private sector is owing municipalities that is related to services. So it is important that Sal, I mean, Salga, as well as, as, as Copta, supports municipalities to be able to get this money. Especially in this year, where we have been given an indication that there's going to be a huge under-recovery because of the impact of, of, of COVID. Chairperson, lastly, the situation in our municipalities leaves much to be desired. The potholes, water and sanitation infrastructure is in deplorable conditions. Sewage is seeping through the streets. 
Water is uh, a supply is disrupt is disru- interrupted. There's also an indication of lo- uh, a loss of water through the lack of maintenance of infrastructure. And I want to know: Is the support of MISA truly beneficial to the municipalities? What is it that municipalities need to know? I know that during the time of Sienzamanji, some of the municipalities actually dismissed the engineers that were appointed by the DPSA. Is MISA also having that same challenges that Sienzamanji used to have? Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Peters. Can I just uh, double-check, Honorable Sarupen, anything that you'd like to add? Uh, no, Chair, I'm happy. Thank you. Matafa. Nothing from my side, Chair. I'm covered. Thank you very much. Honorable Kaiso. No, I'm covered, Chair. Honorable Mlenzana. Honorable Mlenzana. Yeah, I, I was trying. I was trying to unmute, Chair. Please. Uh, Chairperson, the district. Uh, sorry, the the, the 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 deputy minister covered me in his uh, presentation with regards to some municipalities that uh, are already reporting the loss of revenue. Uh, now, if perhaps the DJ could just throw on the thinking of the department in terms of mitigation. Thank you. Honorable Joseph, anything to... Yeah, thanks. I just want to say to the members, those municipalities in other provinces where it's going better and going well, it's good, but they came to learn from the Western Cape. Thank you very much. Honorable Peters. It's out of order. It's out of order. (laughs) Honorable Chairperson, in fact, I forgot a very important point. Um, What is Salga going to do with the Western Cape and in particular the city of Cape Town? That has surrendered the PT, PTNG or the, 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 the bus rapid transport funds back to National Treasury as opposed to ensuring that our communities have access to affordable transport. The rollout of my city and Bogo George in the areas of the Western Cape will get delayed because of the Western Cape retaining this money. What is COCTA going to do with regard to municipalities that wants to project clean books at the expense of service delivery? That's a debate for the NCOP. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, honorable members, thank you very much. Uh, let me also join um, uh, the oral members in, in thanking the presentation and uh, thanking uh, uh, the Deputy Minister and the DG for availing themselves. A few questions from from my side. Um, I just want to check from COCTA. If you were to prioritize five things that COCTA were to do successfully, that would change the face of local government. What will those things be? Just just five, so that uh, we we don't Bite more than we can chew. That's 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 one. Um, what what do you see the role of that's number two? The role of of of, of local government in reigniting the economy. 
we, we have all been arguing that uh, 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 the solution to the problems that we are facing is uh, economic growth. But unfortunately, this is usually seen as a, a national government type of, 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 of a thing, or even more specifically as a national treasury or as a DTI thing. I hold a different view, and, and I know the oral members here, that everybody should be involved. But I don't think I've, I've, I've seen a, a plans, real plans coming from the local government level, where people are saying, this is going to be our role in trying to reignite the economy. For instance, there are things like the time that it takes to, re, to rezone uh, areas, uh, the question of releasing land, uh, whether it's for agricultural purposes, for business, um, <clears throat> and the speed that that which that that is done with, right? Because th those are the things. At the end of the day, business must locate in a local government. A national government, a provincial government, can do everything and and and, and everything that you can think about. But at the end of the day, the business must be located in a local government, and these things are very critical for for local government. <clears throat> Question of, as I said, uh, your licensing, your and so on. What do you see local government doing as far as uh, that that is 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 is, is concerned? <clears throat> Uh, I just want to check uh, if you were to uh, 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 assess uh, the the district developmental model now. What what would you, what would you say in a scale of one to ten? Uh, what would you give it uh, as, as as far as the success or not success, so to speak, right? Because uh, I thought that's 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 very imp important that we should get it well oiled. Um, because it will even take away this debate as to what goes to national, to province, and and to local government. Because at the end of the day, whether it's government, whether it's national or provincial or local, those services must be delivered to people who are in the local government level. So I, I thought that the DDM uh, approach was going to try and, and, and uh, um, help with those challenges. So I'm just saying, what do you think? How far are, are, are we with with with, with that? Uh, <clears throat> and in a scale of one to ten, what would you give uh, uh, this approach? Uh, perhaps I, uh, rela related to related to uh, to my to my first question. Uh, do you see the role of of local government and COCTA involved, for instance? Uh, or what is that role? For instance, we talk about localization, that biz businesses, uh, we should stop importing a lot of these things. Uh, how do we how do we lobby businesses to come and, uh, and, and locate in the smaller towns? So we, have, we avoid this urban migration, which comes with a lot of other problems to big cities like your, uh, uh, your, your Johannesburg, uh, your Deben, your Cape Town, uh, because people are always going there in anticipation of getting jobs, which in most cases are not there. But what is the role of trying to get businesses, both private and government businesses, to come and locate in these small towns? Some of the towns are called ghost towns now. DG, uh, please still talk to the the, 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 the DM spoken to this thing. We are really worried about the state of finances in, 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 in local government. And for us, um, uh, <clears throat> there'll be impact assessment that 
other members have spoken about, but also the question of uh, improving audit outcomes. Um, there are all these interventions that we hear that uh, you are involved with, but we don't see them in the outcomes, especially when it comes to, to the audit outcomes. That's what we, we rely on to try and, 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 and assess uh, the functioning of local government. But in the state in which it is, it, uh, <clears throat> it leaves a lot to be desired. But what exactly? Uh, I see all these things, but it, it looks like it's, it's not yielding the desired results. This has been a perennial problem. This has been an evergreen problem. Year in, year out, we're dealing with one and the same problem, which means that even the interventions which are there, which are there, they're not working. What is, what's new that the department is doing uh, to try and assist this process? Well, it also talked to, there are a lot of, uh, uh, you, you kept on saying MESA is doing this, especially when it comes to infrastructure. Again, they say uh, the taste of the pudding is in the eating. Let me tell you that I don't see the, 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 um, the, the improvement with, with MISA involved, right? Uh, so which are, if you were to say the success rate of MISA interventions, it's not working because you still go, uh, you go to, uh, uh, to our places, especially the townships, you find that uh, what uh, Honorable Peters was talking about, where there's, uh, there's sewer all over, uh, where the leakages of water all, all, all over. So, again, what what do we do? Practical things that we need to do to make those, because I hear this misinterventions, misinterventions, but we don't see the results. We don't see the results. Uh, I just want to put a simple thing like the cleanliness of a town, cleanliness of a town. It's so important for attracting investors to come to the town because it just inspires confidence from the distance that people are here. I can come and locate my city. But if you come to a town, uh, you see the town, it's, which is, uh, there's, there's filth everywhere you go. Uh, and you say, can an investor, for instance, coming from China or coming from the US or coming from Johannesburg or Cape Town or, or Nelson Mandela, can they really come here and say, I want to locate my business here? So those things, um, um, uh, the form also counts before you even come to the content as to how the city uh, looks like or how the town looks like. Because, because uh, you, you may, we may think that this thing of, of, of a, a clean seat is more of a form thing, but it also impacts on the health budget, uh, both at a local, at a, at a provincial, at a national level, because once there's filled, there's going to be a lot of diseases. So uh, <clears throat> I'm just saying we, we need to look at all those things. Did you please note this one? In our interaction with, with, with Salga, uh, we promised that would like a, 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 a meeting, not this meeting where everybody is there, even if you call it a workshop, where you have got the Minister of Finance, you've got the, uh, the Minister of Cogta, of Cogta, you have got Salga, discussing issues that uh, 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 <clears throat> are relevant to them. Because we, we, we get a situation where Salga comes to us and they complain about all these things which National Treasury is not doing or what Cogta is not doing and so on and so forth. And we get an impression that there's uh, there's uh, um, <clears throat> there's not enough dialogue, so that each and we, we, you you can be understanding each other as to how you deal with these uh, uh, mutual uh, uh, challenges. So would like to know, want to be told even before MTBBS that this meeting has, has taken place and the progress of 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 that meeting. 
I think uh, I will then allow uh, uh, DG and your team to respond to some of our comments and some of the questions that we have raised. Director General. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Chairperson, and to members of the committee for all the questions. Uh, the approach that we'd like to follow is I will call on some of the uh, team members that are with me to respond. Uh, and thereafter, Chairperson, I will then do a, a wrap up or roundup, uh, specifically on questions that might not have also been responded to. So I would like to firstly call upon Bulelo um, Sigaba. Bulelo will be handling all questions for us, uh, Chairperson, that relates to uh, municipal debt, to uh, payments with ESCOM, uh, to some of the interventions that we've also put into place uh, in relation uh, to, for example, the establishment of, of an ombudsperson and just our whole communication strategy and approach, you know, in dealing with uh, or supporting municipalities when it comes to municipal debt. So let's start firstly with Mbolelo. Thank you, Mbolelo. Thank you. Thank you, DG. And, uh, Thank you to the Honourable Chair and the Honourable Members. Uh, I will respond mostly to finance debt to ESCOM. As the Honourable Members will know, there is a task team that was set up by the Deputy Chair, President. Chairperson, Chairperson, where, where is DG and her team? We can't see them. Where are they? Yeah, they are here. Let, 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 let them, let them, let the team, let the, whoever is talking, oh, there is Mulelo. Okay. Yeah, I see you can't hear. Okay. Yeah. Um, DG, DG, um, sorry, Honorable Chair. We, we tend to switch our cameras off because of the network instability. So yeah. if I could ask maybe that as we then present, we will show our face in the first couple of seconds and then drop the video and then continue Perfect. to speak if that would be okay. Thank you, Chair. Okay. All right. Thank you, Chair. So Mbulele. Thank you, Honorable Chair. As I was saying, uh, when it comes to the debt to ESCOM, uh, there is a task team that has been established uh, by the Deputy President that is looking into this matter. Uh, we meet on the average on a weekly basis and report back to the political task team that is chaired by the Deputy President. So, so, so far we have been um, able to set up a multidisciplinary team between uh, us, COGTA, National Department of Public Works, uh, SALGA, ESCOM, and also National Treasury. This is the multidisciplinary team that is actually responsible then to, 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 to monitor this uh, escalating debt to, to, to ESCOM. Issues that are also being uh, discussed there is the interest that is being charged by, by ESCOM on the loan overdue account. Um, there's also the nominated uh, uh, de demand that is actually being charged by uh, ESCOM 
to municipalities that are exceeding their nominated demand. These are all the discussions that we have uh, in, the, in this forum, and we believe that uh, there will be progress. We, all, we are also able to set up, uh, we are in the process of finalizing the appointment of a, an ombudsman who will actually help in resolving the disputes between departments and municipalities and also municipalities with ESCOM on, 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 on the debt because in some cases, because of these uh, huge uh, technical losses that happen between uh, the ESCOM and the municipalities, so these are the, these are issues that we discuss uh, at, at this forum. So we believe that uh, as we meet uh, frequently, we will be able to 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 make municipalities to be able to pay for their for their for their services. We're also looking at trying to ring fence some of the funds so that they are they are dedicated for the bulk purchases that are done not only to ESCOM but also to the water boards. Uh, there was also a question about how do we then react to the loss of revenue to, to municipalities. Yes, uh, Honourable Chair and Honourable Members, yes, uh, municipalities are losing a lot of revenue in the last three months because of uh, uh, loss of jobs. Uh, this uh, additional 12 billion in particular was 20 billion, I beg your pardon, was basically meant to, to respond to, to COVID. Uh, we this, this 11 billion that is actually going to be transferred using the equitable share is specifically meant to supplement the number of households now that are going to increase in terms of uh, uh, not being able to to pay. You will remember in our original local government equitable share budget for free basic services was for 10.5 million households. But now, because of COVID, this is going to increase. We are estimating now it will increase up to even about 14 million households. So this additional 11 billion is meant to supplement those loss of revenue that municipalities are going to experience because people can no longer afford to, to pay. And in, in, in addition, also to, 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 to make sure that um, the, the the services are uh, municipal services are, are, are continuing the additional nine billion then is more uh if, if I, I could uh, uh, uh honorable oscar he was saying the there was a reduction on the municipal infrastructure grant the mig has not been reduced all we have done is to repurpose the grant remember the in terms of the grant framework this is more for putting up uh, infrastructure, particularly in the poor sort of uh, municipalities. Now, what we have done is that we have repurposed some of the grant to respond to COVID. In other words, focusing more, focusing, focusing more on water-related uh, infrastructure so that people can be able to have access to water. So we, we have not reduced the the, 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 the the budget allocation for MIG. We have just repurposed it so that it can respond to COVID-related uh, 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 demands. When it, when it comes to uh, poor audit outcomes and implementation, Chair, we, we know that this is a really a, a challenge, uh, and I, I agree with the members that uh, it, it really needs um, uh, immediate attention. I think uh, if we can just acknowledge the fact that uh, 
although as a department we 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 are responsible for 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 playing a role in 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 in, in, in municipalities we do have uh, oversight committees within uh, municipalities and uh, their functioning actually is a reflection of some of these audit count outcome you will agree with you members if we our if oversight is not strong over the over over the the, the administration of uh, municipalities then this is a reflection because we have also seen that most of the municipalities that actually have uh, these negative audit outcomes uh, also also do not have functioning oversight committee even including audit committees so we, we i think we are trying to now to to strengthen some of these uh, mpecs because in some cases when it comes to to dealing with these irregular and fruitless wasteful expenditures they sometimes they don't have capacity for for researchers to be able to to help them in, in making the right decision and actually uh, making consequence management because one of the other challenges is that there are no there's no consequence management when it comes to people that are actually transgressing uh, and I, I safe to say I, I think we there's also political interference in in, in, in in some municipalities where municipal managers are under pressure to to to, to deal with this uh, from 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 political pressure but uh, we, as, as a department we are working closely with other stakeholders like national treasury to try and uh, look at strengthening the functioning of this uh, uh, sort of oversight committee more especially our municipal Ac public accounts committees and our audit committees uh, we, we, we 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 also looking at whether this ddm model will also help in strengthening some of the audit committees rather than maybe having uh, audit committees for all the locals we may have a audit committee that is a district delivery model that will be able to to to, to play oversight in all the all, all the local municipalities those are some of the when it comes to the reduction of the municipal systems improvement grant uh, honorable members uh, you, you will appreciate that uh, the minister of finance uh, had to, uh, requested departments to reprioritize their budgets and uh, for those more especially those grants that have a sort of a history of understanding then then there had to be some reduction but now because of covid uh, we are not doing most of the traveling in terms of finance having this revenue division of revenue workshops traveling to all the provinces so we had to reduce those expenditures that are related to traveling and catering so that it uh, it, it accommodates uh, the responses to, to 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 COVID, so that was one of the reasons why we reduced our our MSIG. Um, I think I've addressed uh, M loss of revenue. Um, obviously, going forward, uh, uh, I think there are also other possibilities then that we will be looking at uh, going forward, uh, Chair. We are looking at uh, finance now, reforms that are going to enhance some of the local government uh, fiscal framework, as the the revenue now from 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 the from the from from our taxes is shrinking. Um, so we are lo looking at other financing models now for municipalities. Uh, we're looking for things like uh, revenue bonds, 
these are some of the discussions that we will be having with uh, National Treasury and SALGA. How do we do project financing? Uh, there's also what we call tax increment financing and land value, land value capturing mechanism. These are some of the sort of financing options then that we, we, we are looking at. There's also what we call pool financing, where in some cases municipalities are sharing a sort of a, a, a border where they want to do a development. If you take the example for instance of uh, um, uh, in uh, Lancetia Airport, there's a huge development there. Land also follow, I mean, under city of Joburg and also city of Pretoria. So the city of Chwane. So they, what they are doing now is they, they are pulling up finance to finance some of these projects so that um, we, 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 we sort of uh, risk, we reduce the risk for, for investors. And also the conditional grant pledging. Remember, we only pledging conditional grants for, for up to three years because of the MTF period. But we're looking now at saying maybe we could pledge uh, these grant funding between 10 to 20 years so that municipalities can be able to, 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 to finance uh, their, their projects. Um, the, the chair also talked about um, us having to meet with uh, SALGA and, uh, and, and National Treasury to, to look into this. Uh, sometime last year during the budget forum, there was a, 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 a proposal that we need to have a sort of a, what we call a budget lihuta to that will inform some of the, the challenges that we are, we are facing as local government. Those proposals should be submitted into the budget forum. We are, but due to COVID, we could not have this uh, lihuta. But what we are having now is we are having uh, workshops. We have got various streams that are actually preparing to meet then with the deputy ministers and the ministers, both finance and quota, where we will make these proposals. So there is a, there is already an initiative chair to, 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 to address your, your concern in terms of us, the ministers meeting together to deal with the funding uh, sort of challenges that are faced by, by local government. Um, I, I, I will take this one just uh, I know I've, the DG has not given me permission, but the chair said let's, let's think about five things. Obviously, the DG has got his five have five things, but I will just mention the five things that we think maybe we, we can do to local government, maybe to change. One of them, if we can just strengthen oversight, you know, if we, if we, our oversight is not strengthened that there would really not be any change in the, in, in the local government. Uh, secondly, uh, the, if we implement consequence management, uh, people, we, we need to strengthen our performance management when it comes to, to, to local government and also reduce uh, political interference. If we can also match the skills, you know, you, sometimes in terms of, of the deployment, we find that uh, people are, are deployed, but they don't have the necessary skills to to manage some of the sort of uh, challenges that we we have within the. And then uh, another thing, when it comes to revenue, uh, chair, I think if we can introduce what we call a basic charge, more especially for 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 water. If you go to the rural areas, uh, chair, you'll find that uh, I mean teachers, uh, nurses, and police, they are not uh, they are not paying for for water. 
but they can afford. So I think if we can introduce just a basic charge, we'll be able to enhance the revenues of municipalities. But let me stop there, Chair. I think if there's something that I've missed, then uh, honorable members will help me. Thank you, Chair. DG. Um, I don't know whether the, the DG is there. If if she's not, uh, Tim, please pick up your questions and continue. Uh, good morning, uh, Chair. My name is Tanders of the Embassy of Misa. I will take a question relating to infrastructure, Chairperson. The first question, Chairperson, was the impact of me reductions in maintenance of municipal infrastructure. As Mbuller has already indicated, Chair, there wasn't really a reduction in terms of MIG. Instead, there was a reprioritization of MIG to focus on COVID-19 responses. In the main, uh, dealing with the infrastructure repairs and maintenance, which is an area that the committee members uh, really raised sharply about the status of our municipal infrastructure. The reason why Chair, we have reprioritized to focus on the repairs and maintenance is precisely because of the recognition of the challenge we are facing as a country in terms of the existing infrastructure. The challenge is not because uh, there is a failure on the part of support by national government, but because there's been serious underinvestment as it relates to existing infrastructure. We'll appreciate uh, that in terms of the, of the interdepartmental transfers, the fiscal transfers to municipalities, the focus is mainly on the new uh, infrastructure. There is no funding currently uh, that, fo that focuses uh, on existing infrastructure except through equitable share. And uh, if you look into how municipalities are budgeting for maintenance, person is really shocking. You see that on average, uh, as of 2018, on average, municipalities, including metros, on average, uh, the, the average spend on uh, repairs and maintenance was about 1.4%. So which tells us then the crisis that we see in terms of the sewer spillages, in terms of potholes, in terms of all the challenges that you see. And what we have done, Chairperson, uh, uh, from national, <clears throat> in particular MISA, was to come up with a business case uh, person, uh, for national government to consider repairs and maintenance uh, uh, allocation through a top slicing of MIG as a start. But we're looking at or looking into all other grants as well uh, to provide a portion to focus on repairs and maintenance Precisely because of the recognition of the fact that the economy as it stands makes it very difficult for municipalities uh, uh, to make sufficient revenue to be able to make provision for repairs and maintenance. It's a crisis that uh, this committee should also look at. And, uh, 
there was also another question about, of course, uh, the impact of the MISA support. I'll just make uh, uh, one uh, point, a uh, very important point for this committee to note that to effectively give infrastructure chairperson, the municipality must have some internal engineering capacity. But this in many of our municipalities uh, is not there. Uh, to illustrate the point, uh, uh, eight metros have got more engineers. Uh, what I want to say engineers, uh, I mean your engineering professionals, your technicians, uh, your technologists, uh, than all 54 districts, uh, 205 municipalities combined. All metros have got 1,404 engineering professionals, but all 44 districts plus 205 local municipalities have 1,178 engineering uh, professionals, uh, uh, your technicians and technologists. And Edwin alone have got more engineering capacity than five provinces combined, including the metros, in this case, Lipopo, Northwest, Free State, Eastern Cape, and Northern Cape. And this makes Chairperson the need for additional engineering support a prerequisite for the successful delivery of infrastructure in our municipalities. And only MESA is mandated currently to provide this type of support to municipalities. And if you look into the capacity of MESA in terms of uh, its own internal capacity, we have got uh, 85 engineering uh, professionals and uh, town and regional planners, uh, which uh, is not enough to person looking into the number of municipalities uh, that have got uh, serious challenges. And uh, these critical shortages uh, have, of course, constrained uh, MISA support, efficacy, and sustainability. And that uh, when we move from one municipality to the other, the one that we were before, uh, because of lack of internal capacity, will regress. So it's a, it's, 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 it's a real challenge that is there, Jefferson. I don't want uh, to say Sienzamanji, we are moving in the same mode of Sienzamanji. If you look at Sienzamanji, their capacity in terms of engineering capacity and ours, it was not necessarily the same. At MISA, we have got only professionally registered engineers, particular degrees, who are very senior, Jefferson, who provide more strategic engineering capacity support in municipalities than uh, technicians which were there and deployed by Sienza Manjum. And uh, the allocation that DG uh, spoke about of 554 million, uh, if you look at it, is targeted at addressing uh, repairs and maintenance using a labor-intensive uh, method of construction. And again, it's appreciating the challenge that the chairperson and, uh, uh, and the Honorable uh, Peters of the challenge of repairs and maintenance. So that challenge is being addressed, and through this allocation, we'll be focusing exactly on that particular challenge. And uh, with regard to the question regarding uh, what is going to happen uh, when the water tankers uh, are withdrawn by water and sanitation, uh, we are in discussions with uh, 
the National Department of Water and Sanitation, as well as National Treasurer about this particular problem. Already some provinces have written to National uh, Department uh, raising uh, the same problem that uh, water and sanitation will be withdrawing uh, water tankers. Now they were requesting the department to allow them to reprioritize, make, uh, to buy water tankers as well. So that matter is still under consideration by the National Department. Then there was also another question, Chairperson, about uh, the War on Leaks program, whether the program is still on or not. Chairperson, the program is still on. Uh, it is uh, led by Water and Sanitation. They had a target of 15,000 uh, uh, War on Leaks agents trained, and they are still on course uh, to achieve that particular target, Chairperson and they are now implementing phase three of that program. However, I must indicate that there's been a serious uh, challenges in municipalities with regard to the absorption of the qualified artisans and the water agents on this particular program, uh, to a point that uh, some uh, of the water agents had to withdraw because they were not paid their stipend. However, the dispute with regard to the stipends and so forth is being uh, attended to by the Department of Water and Sanitation. In terms of the actual support that we provide, Chairperson, we can, uh, if we are given opportunity, Chairperson, come and present the portfolio committee. Uh, to, to, the, to the committee where we can share with the committee the support that we are providing to individual municipalities, the impact of our support, those municipalities where we have presence. And we'll appreciate, uh, in, I will make an example in 2018-19, we had uh, a priority of 55 municipalities that were understanding on NIC and were one of the municipalities that were regarded as dysfunctional and out of the 55 that we supported, 44 of those municipalities improved significantly. We have the records that we can come and share with the Tepes in regard to that. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Vimba was still on the on the floor, are you done, Mr. Vimba? Yeah, I'm done. I hope I have answered most of the questions uh, that relate to infrastructure. Okay. Uh, thanks, Chairperson. Okay, no. Oh, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, I just wanted to then ask uh, Mr. Temba Fossi to please respond on all the DDM related questions. And also all the questions that relate to grants that are in this area, for example, the main. Thank you, Chair. Uh, good morning. Sorry, Mr. President. So, Excuse me, Mr. Uh, Tamba, please. Mr. President? Yes. Are yes. you there? If, yes. If, 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 Chair, if, Chair, you know, I'm impressed by this uh, breakdown in terms of the human resource availability. 
comparing uh, metros with local municipalities and the district. If that could be in writing, uh, Mr. Vimba, and submitted to Darren for further interaction, because it's going to assist us. Thanks, Chair. Uh, Mr. Vimba, I hope you, you, you noted that. Yes, I've noted, sir. Thanks. Yeah, and uh, um, I, I, I know it's one thing which is very, which is close uh, to the hearts of the honorable mem members. We'll just note, we'll, we'll still get you back to the committee again uh, so that you can further uh, interact on this, on this matter. Yeah. Okay, please, uh, please uh, uh, continue, Mr. Fossey. Uh, uh, good morning, uh, Honorable Chair and uh, Honorable Members, and, and thanks for the opportunity, Chair. Uh, I will be responding to a number of questions that were raised on the district development model, uh, and then also on, on uh, some some of the questions that the chair uh, raised uh, in in in, uh, in his uh, last uh, set of questions. Chair, just to say, firstly, the the, the district development model, uh, just to put a context to it. Uh, it is an intergovernmental expression of how we, we, we should achieve the constitutional obje uh, obligations on cooperative governance. Uh, so it's a practical expression of the achievement of those obligations where all the three spheres must integrate, must coordinate uh, their efforts and provide a coherent and a cohesive state action at a local level. And, and this district model chair, it's, it's designed in a manner that allows for collaboration between the spheres uh, in how they plan, in how they budget, uh, and how they implement uh, in an integrated way. So overall, it's meant to address some of the uh, challenges that we've been experiencing of silos, uh, of fragmentation, of duplication in how we interact as the three spheres. So, so the, the, the question that was asked uh, about uh, provinces are not uh, featuring uh, in, in, the, in the rollout or there's parachuting of projects to, to, to districts without the province knowledge. That's exactly one of the objectives that the district development is addressing because we are planning uh, uh, as one government uh, so in terms of the approach chair that we're taking we have done comprehensive profiles of the 52 spaces the 52 spaces is the eight metros and the 44 districts We've done profiles of these spaces in terms of understanding the state of development of these areas, uh, looking at uh, a number of demographic uh, indicators, uh, state of poverty, population, skills, uh, uh, child-headed uh, and, and woman-headed household, uh, the performance of the economy of these areas, uh, and now under COVID, we've also looked at uh, the COVID information in terms of uh, the readiness of these uh, districts to respond to, to COVID. That state of development, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important baseline, Chair, 
that must inform all of government in how it responds to that to each space. So we know what uh, the challenges of OR Tambo are to an extent that we know if you want to trigger economic growth in OR Tambo, you need to look at uh, the, the sector of agriculture, sector of tourism uh, and, and the oceans economy because that's the untapped potential of that area at a macro level. But the district development model, we're not only looking at the, at the macro level, we're also looking chair, at understanding community-based economic development initiatives, where we're able then to look at, uh, at a local level, what are the kind of initiatives, uh, whether through cooperatives, uh, through training provision of skills uh, of the unemployed youth, uh, women, so that people can also be empowered to start their own economic activities at a local level. But of course, you must look at broadly the macro sort of uh, uh, context in terms of the key sectors that uh, can trigger growth in, in, in these areas. And, and that, that approach, uh, we started with the three pilots, uh, or Tambo, uh, Waterbeck, and uh, Etegwini. The idea of, of starting with the pilot was just to look at uh, the lessons that we can draw from these three, where we can then look at how do we, what are the challenges uh, in terms of how the three spheres are planning, budgeting, and implementing together. And they're very insightful uh, uh, lessons that we have drawn from these pilots. Uh, but going forward, we will be rolling out to all the, the districts uh, and cabinet has already also taken a decision that uh, the government COVID response plans must be uh, driven through the district development model. So we started only with the pilot at an establishment phase last year. But uh, for this 2021, uh, as I've indicated, we've done all the profiles of, the, of, of these uh, 52 spaces. We are also requesting Chair, the national and provincial departments to also specially give us their budget and plans in these spaces. Because for us, we need to understand what is the quantum overall of government spend in each district. Uh, each department must be able to say, if you have a, 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 a 300 million budget for human settlement, you must be able to give us a clear indication where are you building those houses, which municipality, which area. And that, that's that's the the approach that we're taking, that uh, we're introducing and encouraging special budgeting, where we can be able then uh, to know how much each department, each sphere is spending in each district. We All of these chair, will be expressed uh, in what we refer to as the one plan. This one plan it will be an expression of government investments and plans in each district space. Uh, the one plans will not be replacing any of the planning instruments that are there. Uh, so the one plan won't be replacing IDPs, it won't be replacing APPs of, of national and provincial department. But that one plan will be a consolidation of what overall government is doing in that space. The, 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 so, so I've dealt with the first two questions, Chair. And then the, the issue of, of the 
the, the how the district model addresses some of the questions that the the, the chair raises. Uh, we, we are still at a, at an initial uh, 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 phases of of this process, chair. As you would know, uh, the district development model was only launched uh, beginning uh, in the mid of last year, uh, August, when the cabinet approved it, and then we started with the pilots. This year we will be rolling it out. Uh, so, so the the successes uh, at this stage, we can talk about the lessons that we have drawn from from the the, the three pilots, but also look at uh, what are the plans uh, that are uh, emerging from the profiles in terms of uh, what challenges are there and opportunities and what needs to be done by all of government to respond to these challenges. And that's the opportunity that the district model provides. Because in a more focused and targeted way, you have uh, a, a view, overview of what the extent of the problem in each district Including the questions that you are asking, Chair, what are the five things that we need to change in local government? Our approach, if we take a water bag uh, as an example, those locals in that district have been having challenges with the audit outcomes. And the approach of the district model is to provide shared services where we'll deploy uh, finance experts to assist with that particular challenge. So we've done a comprehensive uh, capacity assessment. We know that there's challenges in terms of either infrastructure, in terms of engineers. We know there's finance challenges. So, so, so our shared services will be responding to those areas uh, that have been identified as 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 uh, needing sort of uh, dedicated support. Uh, on the issue of, of the metros, we will also be focusing how do you unlock some of the challenges that uh, the metros, so if you take a take win, their economies for the past 10 years have been going down in terms of the sectors. The issue is how do you unlock that? So, so the problem of the port is not a problem of the city. It can only be unlocked by DPE and Transnet. And processes are already underway uh, with those departments involved, Transnet involved, the Department of Public Enterprise involved, to assist in actually addressing the problems of, of the port in Etuwin. So, so the district development model, Chair, it brings all of government uh, to respond to the developmental challenges uh, that these municipalities are facing. But from our side as a quarter, we will focus on building the institutional capability of the municipality through this process. So the shared services, the district hubs that we're going to be establishing will be providing and augmenting the capacity that quarter has, but to provide dedicated support to these uh, uh, municipalities. So in a way, it assists, as, as my colleague has said, it also assists in terms of oversight because we'll be monitoring closely uh, these these uh, district plans uh, one plans uh, and because we'll be deploying dedicated capacity to oversee support monitor uh, the implementation of all of this government work but in addition chair the president has also appointed ministers and deputy ministers to be champions 
uh, in these districts. So they will also be playing this facilitative role of working with the provinces, working with the municipalities, where there are challenges, they will be assisting in unlocking uh, those those uh, challenges. And the structures are, have been established for coordination, the, 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 the district command council, the, the provincial command council and the national one will also be tapping into those COVID structures that have been established to ensure that uh, the sharing of information, the reporting uh, of the COVID response plans is done through these these uh, structures. So many of the issues that uh, the chair was, was raising will be uh, uh, monitoring them through the district model. We, we are working, chair, with the treasury, with other sector departments uh, to, to institutionalize this model. We're hoping that the success of this model, Chair, can be measured on the new paradigm and the new discipline that the district model is bringing, because it must introduce a new culture in how government operates. It must do away with the silos. It must do away with duplication. People must value in the coordination and integration of the programs and the appreciation of the local space as the only space where all of government implements. And if we are recognizing and appreciating that, it means our approach to coming to this space, it must come through integrated plans. And the one plan that we're talking about is a plan then that ensures that all of uh, the investment uh, programs of all the spheres are captured in one document. Which, which recognizes the challenges, but also what needs to be done. There, 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 there was a question, Chair, on, on also the, I think the, the, the MIG one, uh, the cuts, the, the CEO of MISA has responded to it. Uh, maybe the one that was also asked on the, the, the DSD and COCTA, who is responsible for the homeless. Uh, this, is, this is a matter that, is still being discussed. Uh, Treasury has been facilitating the discussions. But from our our point of view, Chair, there's a constitutional schedule which allocates uh, powers and functions. And uh, this is not a, a local government function. But as part of uh, the response to COVID uh, and through the process that uh, Treasury is facilitated. We are working with DSD in terms of how do we respond to the immediate challenges uh, so that we, we, we don't get bogged down to uh, issues of contestation around uh, jurisdiction and powers and function. But uh, we're trying to work it uh, more in an intergovernmental way to resolve it. But uh, I can confirm that it's not a local government uh, responsibility. I will also chair, just respond to one question, which I see my colleague who's dealing with the CWP is not around. Uh, it's not necessarily my area, the issue of remodeling, if the DG allows. Uh, that that remodeling, uh, it, it will also look at comprehensively some of the issues that uh, were raised by the honorable member. Uh, uh, reviewing the allowances, uh, the role of the NPOs, uh, so it's a, it will be a new model uh, altogether. 
which will give opportunities more to the participants than the, the number of uh, days that they have now, but also even the kind of skills uh, that they will be trained on, uh, giving them more sustainable skills that they can actually em that will empower them to also start their own uh, businesses or find job opportunities uh, somewhere else. Chairperson, thank you very much. I think those those were the, the, the questions that were... I know, Chair, I have not responded to on a scale of 1 to 10, but I tried to to cover the, the issues of the district model without necessarily uh, 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 using the scale. Thanks, thanks. You didn't want to put a red... Is the teacher there? Yes, thank you, Chair. Um, maybe just a thank you to, to the team and for all their inputs. Perhaps I could also then just start our chairperson by uh, talking to the meeting that was suggested, you know, between Salga, National Treasury and ourselves. Uh, the department will commit to ensuring that that meeting is undertaken. Uh, so that when we speak about local government chair, that we begin to have one mindset around it, but, but also just have one view on how it is that we all support each other to ensure that we have greater success in local government. Uh, the other point which I'll just uh, talk to chair uh, is the one uh, where we, you asked a specific where, sorry, I'm going to just check the Honourable Chair's name, uh, where we were asked to look at what are the five things that Cockton needs to do to assist in changing the, the face of local government. Now, the team has responded firstly in two ways. One was around the audit outcomes and how we needed to actually strengthen oversight in relation thereto. The second one, uh, was with Timber responding particularly around the DDM uh, and what it will bring to local government in order for us to actually respond to building capacity and capability at that level through shared services in our district hubs. From a departmental perspective, Chair, uh, what we also then intend to do is strengthen ourselves internally so that we are able to better support local government and firstly, we want to actually uh, turn around the department's financial situation. Uh, in the previous financial year, we were sitting with a, a disclaimer. And uh, what we then in, uh, intend to do is to really look, review the financial position, uh, look at the audit outcomes in relation thereto, and just ensure that the, the, the management of finances are then improved. Because indeed, as the parent department, you know, uh, we believe we should also lead by example, you know, in our support uh, back to local government. Uh, the second uh, big issue for, for us, uh, Chairperson, is for us then to also look at um, the uh, grants as they are dispensed, you know, into, into uh, our local government and how our funding model uh, would need to actually be able to also support that. 
Uh, we want to specifically um, look at the whole concept around smart cities, uh, how we then intend to digitize um, uh, our approach going forward in collaboration with other government uh, entities such as the CSIR. Uh, we are still at our infancy in relation here to, but we do believe that uh, this whole approach would also then help us, you know, when it comes to implementation of our one plan at district uh, um, level. So we do also uh, plan, uh, plan to look at uh, local government, not only in the short term, linked back to our strategic plan, but rather to also look at it more long term over the next 25 years, just to see what exactly should uh, a local government, um, uh, let me call it entity, uh, look to like. Of course, support the, the, the immediate uh, financial here, we definitely need to look at our projects around the employment stimulus package uh, as uh, pronounced by the presidency. Uh, we also think that that is absolutely critical. And then, of course, um, just redesigning the whole CWP, because that would also then support us with our whole financial situation. But maybe, Chair, just to also add that um, with regard to the audit outcomes in each of the municipalities, clearly there is a leadership effectiveness issue. Uh, which then specifically also talks to how human resources are managed within the municipality. Uh, linked back to governance and of course overarching basic controls are, are definitely um, lacking. So within the institutional development area of the department, we need to uh, uh, come up with an approach or a strategy that would then just assist us in strengthening uh, uh, the capacity and capability issue around um, the, the local government. And of course, we know that behavioral issues uh, are, are indeed uh, not easy uh, to, to deal with or overcome, but of course, with good leadership, uh, we, we are uh, certain that this can also be uh, turned around. Uh, Chair, I think that most of the other questions uh, were responded to uh, by the teams. The, the one just around the comment on um, what will Salva do with the Western Cape, you know, and just around the, the bus, um, the rapid bus transportation uh, system, I think, uh, you know, we, we would possibly need to engage uh, Salva with that and maybe come back uh, to the committee. And just the other question around whether we had a tool that would look at impact assessment, um, the overall impact assessment of municipalities. I don't believe we have such a tool. Uh, I don't think any of our team members have responded to that. But that is something that we can certainly consider and look at uh, going into the future. So it's something that I believe that we will uh, note and see how we can then link it to some of the key projects that we are required to deliver upon uh, change. Another question that was not responded to was the uh, what will happen with regards to Maluti Apafong uh, and the water issue here. Um, perhaps uh, Mr. 
Zimba might be able to come in on that one, uh, but I just thought it was a question that we, we still needed to, to respond to. But I think other than that chair, um, perhaps this is where I can then uh, just leave it. Um, and we want to just say thank you so much again for the interaction and the engagement. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Director General. Uh, honorable members, I'll allow two names if there's something you really want to stress with the, before we let the DJ and the team go. Um, anybody? anybody? Yes, Chair. Who's that? Kaiso. Honorable Kaiso and Honorable Joseph. <laughs> okay, just the two of you. Honorable Kaiso. Yes, Chair. Uh, I wanted to, uh, I'm partly covered with the issue of the community works program. Uh, so long as the data revision will address the question of centralization versus decentralization. <clears throat> now, the issue that I was chasing, it was around the threat by the Department of Water and Sanitation to withdraw drugs, water tanks in Malutia Pofu. Uh, so I, I I didn't I didn't get the quite uh, uh, elaborative uh, explanation as to that intervention because it brings about a crisis. You can imagine uh, the situation there was actually in a crisis before the COVID pandemic in terms of water delivery services. Now, if the water and sanitation departments withdraw those water tanks. What is going to happen to the people, the local people there? Thank you very much. Joseph? Um, thank you, Chair. I just would like the DJ or one of the senior officials' opinion on the government's wage agreement with COSATU have raised, which also infects municipal workers. I'm still concerned about that, that according to them, the COSATU, there was an agreement with government National Treasury is walking away with, which, in my opinion, can cause a disaster in the country. Would like to know if COCTA is part of, was also uh, consulted or not, or if they can play a role. And then the other concern, <clears throat> municipalities that do not pay the staff, the workers. I know they go to Treasury, but what is COCTA's view and role, ensuring that people who work in municipalities do get their salaries? Thank you, Chairperson. Director General. Uh, no, thank you uh, so much, Chairperson. Perhaps the one that I, I can respond to immediately is, is about the government wage agreements and how this affects uh, wages and the impact it could have in the country. Uh, let me just say that um, Salga is clearly taking the lead on that. Uh, I have been briefed on it at a high level, uh, but what I can do is have some further discussions with the CEO on uh, a role that we could possibly play, but for now, uh, my understanding is that all the processes from a, a legal perspective that are also being unfolded and are, are really in, in order. But I do understand the concern that's being raised. You know, if they did go on strike, what would it mean for the country? So I will consult a little bit more with the CEO. Uh, just with regards to the um, the threat of withdrawal of water trucks from Aluti Apafong. Uh, 
I'd like to ask one of the team members to, to maybe just respond on that. Thanks. Uh, thank you very much, uh, DG. Uh, earlier, I did uh, uh, respond uh. to to the matter, Chair. The matter wasn't that much uh, clearer. To indicate that indeed, uh, water and sanitation did uh, indicate uh, the fact that uh, they had uh, hired or loaned those trucks uh, uh, to respond to COVID uh, uh, issue challenges in municipalities. And initially, those trucks, uh, uh, the intention was to buy them by water and sanitation. Uh, but uh, what they've indicated is that they are not going to hand them over to municipalities. Even if they, at the end, buy them, they will keep them within their regional offices to respond as and when there are drought-related uh, issues. And uh, following that, the municipalities through uh, various provinces KZN, for instance, the Northern Cape, wrote to National uh, KZN, wrote to National Department requesting that uh, perhaps uh, we allow municipalities to reprioritize the municipal infrastructure grant to be able to purchase for themselves the water tankers should uh, water and sanitation withdrew. But water and sanitation have not as yet uh, withdrew those drugs uh, at 10. Uh, the discussion uh, with regard to that uh, request is uh, taking place between our national department and the uh, treasurer as well as water and sanitation. Thanks, Chairperson. Did not uh, necessarily respond directly to Malutia Popong, Chair. I'm just responding broadly uh, in terms of how that particular matter is being addressed. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, uh, DG and 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 your team. Um, and I must say, and I'm, I'm <clears throat> yes. Can you please mute? Can you can you please mute? There's a feedback that I'm getting. There's a feedback. That, yeah, that's 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 fine. Thank you. Um, I, I wanted just to thank the the, the, the DG, the, uh, the the DM, and and the minister in, in absentia. Um, I think uh, we we really had a very empowering engagement, um, and a lot of issues that we raised. Uh, at least, if we didn't get answers, we got an impression that they are being attended to. Um, I think an important thing for me is that at least the the. A DJ and your team, you are aware of the challenges because they say, um, <laughs> how, how how can you fix it if you don't know what it is that is a problem? So at least it's a good starting point that uh, uh, the problem is the problems are well ap 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 appreciated. Um, <clears throat> um, and I think if the the DTM model uh, were to be implemented. I think there's a lot that we we can get because Oral uh, Peters will remember that one of the biggest problems that you have is silo approach to areas, um, even just from national. You you'll come to a place um, you find that there've been let um, um, let let me say there would have been a department of agriculture, 
and they come with the project, they they leave. But there is water is not there. Water is not being part of 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 of, of the thing, or perhaps the market is not there. Just at the national level, I don't even want to talk about uh, when you put in the province and you put in the local government. That becomes really, really problematic. I think if we and, and and then you end up having a lot of money being invested in a particular uh, municipality, but there is no impact to the recipients of of, of the services from government because we are, we didn't uh, approach that place uh, in a cooperative way as different levels of government. We've got the same clients, our people uh, who, who reside in localities, so that's 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 very important. Um, and uh, DG uh, would like to see sometime down the line um, a city which would say a before and after, before DDM and after DDM to say that's what we have achieved in this city or in this town or in this locality so that uh, we can always take people to go and see, you know, it, it always helps to see that that's what you can achieve if you were to follow this uh, 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 this approach to development. We can't do development in, in, in an isolated and in a compartmentalized way. We need to work as, as, as a unit. Lastly, uh, uh, DG, I think if there's one area which is very important, which is the foundation of the more, many things that you are doing, can we please get the finances of, 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 of local government uh, uh, in, in, in order? Can we just get them in, 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 in order? And also do these small things just to clean the town and so on to see that uh, DDM and National Court has arrived. And we, when people get into a town or into a city, they can see, can make a difference. I always listen to people, you know, uh, they will say, hey, this town is clean. Just as, and so you hear somebody commenting about the town which is clean without seeing anything else. And that doesn't need a lot of uh, uh, in, 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 in investment. But thank you very much. And I, one thing I will, will, will await those things that you, you promised or your team promised to send us in writing. Please do that. But as I, I said, I can promise you that you are still going to uh, uh, interact. And all of the best uh, with uh, your, your, your new responsibility, DG. It's, 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 it's quite a serious uh, 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 responsibility. But thank you very much. Uh, uh, you may still remain. Uh, we still have got one or two matters. That, uh, <laughs> We agree. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, DG, the rest assured, will have a, 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 a lot of support from this committee if you are seen to be moving in the right direction. But thank you very much. Uh, you may remain, or if you decide, if you want to leave, you are free to do so. Honorable members, we'll, we'll go to to the next agenda item, which is looking at the minutes of the 14th of July, 2020. Thank you, Chairperson. Yeah, I'll just allow you to, to access those, those minutes. As I always say, I, I won't be going page by page. If you have made uh, any uh, amendments to the minutes, uh, feel free to tell us uh, which page you want us, you want us to amend. Uh, yes, Honorable uh, Lenzana. The only, the only thing which I have noted uh, with this minute, yes. but uh, noted with joy, yes. uh, is that uh, I couldn't believe when I didn't see 
that uh, column on uh, either apologies or absent. And uh, I took time to check as to whether wasn't there any mistake, only to, to prove that in reality, all members of uh, the committee were present. It's only the alternates which were absent. Hence, you have got only present uh, in terms of uh, the credentials. I was very happy, Chairperson, for that. Otherwise, I went through the minutes and I was satisfied. Hence, I may move that uh, we, we adopt that. Okay. Which conference are we preparing for? I know I'm talking about credentials. I am satisfied with the minutes. I just want clarity on 6.2, um, which indicates the committee's concerns about exorbitant prices being asked for um, delivery of goods. Uh, and services to the state. Now, to the state means everything, all departments. I just want to know, was it for, this was not directly to a specific department, was it the general to all departments or to the state? Just want, as it says, yeah. Just want okay. to confirm that. Thank you. It was definitely to all the departments, to all mm. levels of government, whoever buys PPEs. Mm. So that's, it's, um, a true, it's, true, it's a true reflection of that. Thank you, Chair. I, I, would, um, I would second Member Zola's um, proposal. Okay. The minutes are thus adopted. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you to the Secretariat for the minutes uh, well, document, uh, well documented. Uh, that was agenda item number five. Um, Darren? Chairperson? Um, anything from your side? We're well, now number five in announcements you want to make? Nothing, sir. <coughs> when is the next meeting? Tomorrow, tomorrow at nine, Department of Basic Education and Department of Small Business Development. So we are meeting two departments. Yes, uh, sir. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, who's that? On that? Thank you, Darren. Are we dividing the time equally uh, for the two departments? Because remember, the two major budget is education and health. Just for clarity, or are we just going to allow them equal time and then see what we can do within that time? Thank you. Okay, just, 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 just repeat. Darren, which departments are we meeting tomorrow? It's it's basic education and small business development. We already saw it out. Okay. Um. Yeah. yeah. Who's, who's not who's not muting? Somebody, somebody. I think it's 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 Kokta. <laughs> okay, that's this 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 fine. Yeah, we'll 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 do that. We'll we'll uh, uh, we'll divide um, uh, <clears throat> time equitably between the two the two departments. Honorable Joseph. Okay. Thank you. So that was agenda item number six. Uh, the the meeting stands adjourned. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Bye, colleagues. Have a nice day. Thank you, Bye. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck with your conference, Orenabu <laughs> Mlenzan.
Is Biffy lobbying? Is that not my credential? Kim Kim Ketchang. I don't know the order. I don't know the order. I see no the order. She's mute, Chet. Oh, she's she's mute. Okay. <laughs> she, she's not even hearing us. Okay. <laughs> That's 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 okay. fine. Okay, now you are responding. Mm. Okay, thank you so okay, much. Okay, Captain and members. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.